this is what what segment is this of the podcast oh you don't care about any of this this is what i call it yeah yeah you yeah. don't care about any of this so this is episode yeah. one of you yeah. don't care about any of this yeah so yeah great first intro i think it was 2009 or 8 uh it was what it was which song it was a song with i think lil wayne was on the remix or something i can't remember properly and then in 2010 i saw money to blow on channel o and then yeah that's that that journey began dog like yeah i dug up uh i dug up what was it so far gone or comeback season? I don't know. One of the two. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think my introduction was, I won't say me and him were dating, but we kind of had a thing going on. And I mean, I knew Drake existed, of course, but he made me listen to him more. I think the song was my side. I don't know whether I was supposed to actually take that as a like a suggestion, recommend. I don't know if it's called a recommendation. Wait, wrong word. Dedication. Where he was dedicating the song to me, but I listened to him like, okay, let me let me listen to more Drake and. Yeah, you were talking about the dedication. Oh yes, I can't. I can't. Um. Yeah, I can't. I can't tell whether it was a. I think. I think. I'm not really sure if. I would say he was my my um my music plug because that would be giving him too much credit. He really <laughs> but, I mean, he was my music plug. And I listened to Drake through him. No, I hear you. I let him be in charge of, of all my musical experiences. I don't know why I said it like that. It sounds so wrong, but I hope you get it. <laughs> oh, dude, but uh, I don't think, you know, like a, a lot of the times, like, if we, we're gonna talk about plugging music, I don't know if uh what man, I'm just like there's there's something going on with music right now and hands in my life. And so when you say that, it's just like funny because there's something going on and I can't talk about it because it's going to put me in trouble but there's something going on I I hear you <laughs> I know what you mean <laughs> the thing about our conversation is like they always sort of like derail and it's just like I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing because you can, like, you know how you, I think you once pushed off like our conversations are just weird because they take this tangent, like, 
<laughs> like out of the yeah, yeah. <laughs> it becomes something else and then but on the drink thing i don't i think with listening to so far gone and going back to room for improvement and like all the mixtapes and stuff like that mm-hmm. i think for me i don't know with clb he for me clb did what it had to do because it was like because you know with 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 Doug Lane demo tapes i was i was half in half out i like I, the the whole tape wasn't like sonically for me wasn't top tier his work it, it felt like leftovers of songs he wanted but it had bangers it had it has losses it has chill of freestyle it has when to say when it has uh what's that other song on there it has a few like heavy hitters but it wasn't cohesive so i was like it was yeah it was like he put he put songs together that he was just trying to throw away but for money yeah <laughs> true 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 and then that was that lane demo tapes for me and then with clb because i had uh laugh now cry later and it, like that mm-hmm. was supposed to be the lead single for 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 clb and i was like eh, i'm not sure this is the sound the album should go and then I, yeah and then he dropped the, the the instead of dropping he dropped the play like the track list oh man but Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. So we were talking about what? Oh, we were talking about we were in getting into CLB. So I don't know. Once he dropped the track list around or uh, what was it 11 p like 6 a.m. or 5 a.m. Uh a was was it six hour time? Yeah, I think it was six hour time. Mm-hmm. Then I was like, okay, I was convinced, but yeah, the lesson was how was your first lesson? I had to remove like I was I was marking him out of 10, so I had to like minus two because it's like Drake bias already. He gets like two free points because I love him. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, this is it, it, it made me feel like this is like a, a classic Drake album format in a way like the first two or three songs i mean i mean how can you ignore a drake intro it's always a drake intro for two three tracks he he talks about how you know he knows this hun and but there are these guys he's gonna talk about for the next four or five songs but he's getting there so it is classic. He's introducing us to people he doesn't like and Hans he knows or a particular woman he knows. And then he kind of stabs niggas for like four or five songs after that, after warming us up. And then he says goodbye with the last couple of tracks. Like he's, 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 he's still conversational. He's still, we grew with him. I mean, the only thing that I think has changed about Drake is the way his voice sounds. It's still Drake, man. I cannot say I've listened to every single Drake project, but on first listen, it was like, 
seven and a half out of 10. It did what it had to do, like you said earlier on. It did what it had to do. I think for me, listening to CLB was, I think you put it very well into the sections he, because the first song is about this Han, and in the middle, it's, it's, it's about this, like sort of like this niggas and his love relationships in relation to niggas catching feelings when he's, when their woman feels some type of way about it. So, and with the last mm-hmm. song, it's like, I'm Drake, it's gonna happen. So either you, know. you take it how you take it or leave me alone. Cause I don't like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So if you, you take it personal, mm-hmm. it's not on me. So yeah. But I think for me, the first lesson for me was interesting because I was like, you know, I'm like, Champagne poetry, champagne poetry already the, the title says it all. You're like, you're expecting a classical Drake, but hearing that mm-hmm. Masiko sample was was crazy. Was, was was crazy. That Masiko sample on champagne on champagne poetry is is elite. It's 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 we we know what to expect from Drake, but even even if um he's letting us be comfortable with how he is, we're still getting surprises here and there, like you were saying. That sample was interesting. Yeah, because I I I think I I can't I will check the the credits, but I think it was mm-hmm. produced by I think I I heard that it has a a forty signature to it. Yeah, it has. Yeah, it has that 40 thing going. Uh, let me try and find the credits because I have the album with me right now. Jesus, uh, album page. Okay, but then but then I have a question for you. Yeah? Is it, is it a good thing for us to compare albums? Here's the thing, ne? I'm with mm. with CLB. I'm not comparing albums, but mm-hmm. that that thing that thing is we'll, we'll get into it in a bit. But yeah, Noah, I want to confirm what I know is indeed in the production. But right. uh, uh, who's 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 forty? Uh, he's he's indeed in the production, but for champagne poetry. But here's the thing. Uh, with with sort of like the albums, ne? You mm. here's my here's my take. The off season wasn't it. J Cole's off season wasn't it. This is my take. Mm-hmm. It's it's not top five albums, hip hop albums to drop this year for me. I even in mm-hmm. top ten, I'm still skeptical about it. Cause, dude, have you played? Uh, I don't know if I've I've sent you the, the thing, but I think I should have. Dave, we are all alone in this together. I actually been listening to it while I was waiting for Drake to drop. That thing is that album is crazy. Very. It's it's, it's crazy. It's for me for me. It's number one. Even with CLB dropping, it's still number one for me because I don't think there's an album currently that's out 
from 2021 in hip hop. Let me not talk about other genres or whatever in hip hop that I've heard personally that sounds so sonically perfect. Taking away whatever else from it, sonically mm-hmm. as a compilation, as an album, it sounds the way an album should sound. Like with, with the off season, like I could hear this is a good song, but when the next song plays, it becomes so sort of like disjointed. It's like, there's no connection. It, 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 I don't know. It's like two different, it feels like singles. Well, one. So mm-hmm. with, with, with CLB, that was my fear because with Kanye West's Donda, it's, it's not the same feeling as, it's not as disjointed as the off season, but it's still sort of like, not cohesive it's it's still n- not sounding like an album and it sounds I'm overproduced under i don't know why donda i don't know what's going on i mean unfortunately or fortunately i didn't listen to donda because i was feeling quite uncomfortable with everybody who was getting on the album i was i wasn't sure if it's something i wanted to listen to i mean with all the people who are adding to the album but the people around me, I'm going to use Phineas for this one. He said he couldn't listen to it as soon as he realized the baby was on it. And what's his face? Marilyn Manson. So I also kind of, you know, steered clear of it because of those reasons. But yeah, I believe you because I've, I've been seeing comments as well on Twitter and stuff of how it doesn't actually sound like it's a, it's a body of work that should be together. Yeah. But we'll get into those things in a bit because I want also mm-hmm. also digest the artist, the the person and whatnot. But with with another thing was what was the other thing was that with so you asked me if comparing album is, is a good idea. I think it's not a good yeah. idea, but also a good idea because here's the, the reason why it's it's not a good idea because. It's not a good idea when you expect an artist not to evolve. Like, mm-hmm. we can't, Drake is not in 2011. We can't get take care. Mm-hmm. You understand? So, like, I yeah. can't expect take care from Drake. He's not in the same headspace. He's not the same Drake. People grow and change, and their values change, and they experience new things. You understand? So, I'm like, I don't hold that. Yeah. But also, creatively or artistically, if you are growing and exploring new sounds and whatever, your your sort of like coreness or creativeness should not lose its value along the way. So if you're comparing albums in terms of like saying quality of the album and saying, okay, Mm This album, I think, was better produced. It sounds better as an album. It does this better and that better. Yes, there can be comparisons to be drawn. But other than that, I I think we want artists to be stuck in a loophole. And then when they release the same thing, we get bored of them. So it's like, what exactly do you want? Mm -hmm. Okay, but then how do you compare the quality i mean if someone changes direction or is introducing us to a new chapter in their life 
and they bring a not necessarily new sound but like a different sound how do you compare um a married drake to a drake that was single and he was in the galleria how do we how do you compare the quality of the albums what is quality i mean we're listening to him be emotional we feel like we could perhaps relate to him more but now he's he's talking about how he's never going to get married like you know he's not about that are we saying then that certified lover boy isn't as great as a take care just because we don't want him to not get married i don't here's here's the thing I think somebody, I don't know who said this and where they said it, but they said that one of the reasons uh, Jagger is still musically relevant than Jay-Z, is than 50 Cent, I meant to say, I'm sorry, is because of mm-hmm. 50 Cent's music never grew. We never saw him grow in his music the way he grew in his life. Mm-hmm. So with Jigger, he went from bitches and whatever to saying, I'm a married man. He, and it's not like Jay-Z was not was not talking about building wealth and family and whatever back then. It's just like he had sort of like this, it wasn't as polished as now. Let me say that for lack of a better word. But the thing with Drake mm-hmm. is this. I not personally. One of the reasons I've, I, I was, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm such a huge fan of Drake was because even though I come from a two-parent home and I like my friends, they have always been there for me. That the way Drake relates to women in relationship was as somebody who I saw myself and I've never actually seen, in my mind, I've never been like, Drake is going to marry right now right here because yeah. because when like i listen to a drake song and he says something nine out of ten times there's a girl I'm, i can relate to that sentiment too if not okay i can't compare wealth to drake in terms of that but hella on an emotional level when he says something about a girl i'm like i've been in that situation i'm going in th- through that situation or that girl is trying to put me in that situation so even if Drake doesn't get married, for me, it doesn't change much for myself. When I'm saying we are mm-hmm. comparing the quality, that is what, the hands I was giving the Jay-Z example. One mm-hmm. thing I think Drake realized is that when he wanted to get married, it was more about his parents than himself. Because mm-hmm. his parents' marriage failed. I'm, I'm here, I'm just speculating. I'm just saying hell hell and then right now he's in a space where he has a son out of wedlock with allegedly a porn star or whatever the situation i don't i don't want to get involved in that but Mm -hmm. what happens is that when that happens he is a father now out of wedlock with somebody he doesn't see himself presumably in a long-term committed relationship. So that also changes how he sees life. 
So if I stop relating to him, it doesn't make him any less of a great artist. It just means he's no longer making music for me. The best example I can give is I have a friend and then mm-hmm. I don't relate to Beyonce's music nine out of 10 times. So like I would, I would see some, somebody saying like Beyonce is the greatest artist of all time. But I'm like, I'm like, it's not making sense, whatever, whatever. And like that person would be like, Drake make pop songs. I'm like, your icon is literally one of the biggest pop stars. He, she made Sing Ladies, the most, one of the most cliche songs of all time. And now yeah. you're trying to say Drake makes cliche songs. What are you saying exactly? And then my friend was like, my other friend was like, yo, dude, do you listen to Beyonce's music? I'm like, no. Do you care for it? No. So why are you engaging your energy in that? And then he clicked to me like, this person doesn't make music for me. Just because I don't relate to the music, it doesn't make me feel any type of way, really. Doesn't mean they're not a great artist. They're just not a great artist to me. So I think as people, that's what we fail to realize. That is why, uh-huh. like, um, artists such as King Munar have the biggest following. But if Ogazana maybe go Bukhaburuni, niggas are going to act brand new when his song is played. It's only now it's kind of like cool to like bump over King Munar and stuff. But you know yeah. how, how it has been. But that's because, but those guys, their songs were popping all over. But because the cool kids wanted not to make it cool, it was sort of like not cool. So I think that's just it. Okay. But I have a question for you though. Yeah. With, with the, the baby situation and whoever that guy's name is, I don't know, the white dude who's on Kanye West album. With all the allegations, I, I'm not clear with the baby situation. All I know is he brought Tory Lanez to a concert. So I, I'm not mm-hmm. really clear with that situation, whether he's actually involved in abuse and assault of women or it's through his he got cancelled through his association to Tory Lanez I don't understand it but what's your take on because this the thing here's the thing that people who are trying to pin like pedo allegations on Drake also I don't know if you have seen it online yes I have so I don't know how you feel about that situation, man. Um, with the Drake thing, it was a, they had to give credit to the people. They were, I don't know whether it's a sample or something. And unfortunately, R. Kelly had to be one of the people that had to be credited. He wasn't a person who was deliberately picked as R. Kelly you know, we need this R. Kelly song. Nah, he just happened to be one of the people who were involved in the composition, I believe, of a particular track. But um, it seems Ye went out of his way to pick people who were, for lack of a better term, canceled. Um, the baby was just recently canceled and he's got dropped from so many festivals. 
And then Marilyn Manson, who had so many, or rather who has so many allegations and might be in court right now, cannot say I'm sure about that, um, sexual abuse allegations. With the Drake thing, I don't mind sounding a bit hypocritical here. But I can tell it wasn't a deliberate choice. But when it comes to Ye, I am quite unsure because he's the same guy who was wearing uh, a MAGA hat, um, Make America Great Again. And he, I mean, he was, he says the most, I don't even want to use the word controversial anymore because it sounds like I'm, undercutting the the, 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 the the impacts of the choices he makes. I mean, Kanye gets away with so much. We let him say stuff because, oh, you know, he's just Kanye. But at what point are we gonna hold him accountable for some of the actions um, that he does? He makes an album for his mother and then he gets people that hate women or treat them like shit. I don't think it's something I wanna listen to, honestly. Especially, and Twitter actually made me realize this, that it's less about me and more about um, someone I know, perhaps, who might be in an abusive relationship or who might be a sexual assault victim. And I don't know, they haven't told anyone yet. And here I am um, enjoying music made by someone who supports people like this or appears to by having them on his album. How is this person I know supposed to talk to me about this abuse they've experienced if I seem to be on the side of people who abuse women or who treat people like shit? So I don't know, man. I mean, I think I love Kanye creatively. I really enjoyed watching videos of him in his element. But I don't think I don't think I actually I think with Kanye, he he puts his average elements together. I think he's a fantastic producer, but I think he's an okay rapper. I mean, I think I could rap better than Kanye. And he puts all these things together and he makes it sound wonderful. But he's not actually worth hurting the people around me for. He's not worth hurting myself for. There's no, I can't, I will not die on a cross for Kanye West. I don't, and like I said, even if I'm sounding hypocritical, it's okay, man. I mean, we're all hypocrites at some point. But as far as I could tell, with the whole Drake thing, it wasn't a deliberate choice to go pick out Robert Kelly, Kelly, sorry, Robert Kelly to go and get this particular composition. He just happened to be part of the credits. But with Kanye West, I don't know, man. His choices are a little shaky you know with with kanye i think kanye's thing is he wants to seem like the guy who's on the edge who's always on the boundary who's always pushing things but you don't always have to be that guy i don't know if he he needs somebody to tell him that i don't know i don't know what's going on with kanye west and his camp and whatever that is I just, I just don't know. And I don't think I'm invested enough to care. Mm. But the reason I was asking that question was earlier on, we had talked about it. We had talked about it in passing. So I wanted us to address it properly. But also the reason I was bringing up 
the the Drake thing is like I think it was Billie Eilish. I'm not sure who was on doing an interview mm-hmm. and she had said that Drake had texted him about a I think it was a relationship advice or whatever. So mm-hmm. like people took it out of proportion. Like why are you texting a teenager at night or whatever? whatever. Like it became sort mm-hmm. of like a thing. So like when the Robert Kelly thing came recently, people tried to pin it back to that also. But mm-hmm. I think the person, whoever the person was, she, she is a celebrity and she's like, people around be Alicia's Asia. I like, I don't, you know me, I don't, I don't really be paying attention sometimes. But they tried it to like link it back to that. When that person had did another, another interview and explicitly explained, no, Drake t- texted me under this circumstances. You understand? Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, yeah. the thing with sort of like seeing those things is like, my thing is always like this. I don't know. You know, I used to be to tweet a lot. And lately, yeah. I don't really tweet. It's just re- retweet and stuff. And yeah. one of the reasons I, I do that was because what I realized is like, people on social media or people in general don't really care to understand. They care to have something to support their arguments. Yeah. So I think that's what's going on with the R. Kelly and CLB thing. It's like, what debt can we throw on Drake and make it stick? Yeah, I think especially because Kanye did this whole terrible thing where he gets people that are shocking as people. And so they were hoping that Drake also had something shocking. And that's why maybe people are streaming Certified Lover Boy, just because they want to hear some R. Kelly sample, but it wasn't the same thing. So, yeah, so that's that. And then with Kanye, I think Kanye loves being the extremist but i don't think he has the he knows how to control extremism i don't know if i'm making sense he's you are making sense you know how i do things and like i can go all the way or go nowhere at all but my thing has always been like yeah i need to be moderate like even when i go way out way left i think but okay, because I think with Kanye, it's just, it's, I think now the politics surrounding his art is taken from his art because creatively Kanye West is a genius. Like you can't take that away from him. Creatively, product, Kanye is hands down top three producer, hip hop producer of all time for me. It's Kanye, mm. it's, it's uh, no ID, as Dr. Dre. For me, that's my personal list. And then honorable mention, Sweet Beats, Timberland. Uh, uh, I'm forgetting somebody, but I'll, you know. But Kai, and you have to understand that I love Drake and Drake has given me, and Noah has produced probably like 90% of my favorite catalog from Drake. But I still yeah. put 
in in production, I still put Kanye above Noah. So with Kanye, I just think he doesn't have the right support or the right people to tell him when he's going to left. I mean, I think he might have the right people, but does Kanye West listen to anyone who isn't Kanye West? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> didn't he just fire a producer recently, apparently? Who, Mike Jean? I don't think he... he, he I have no idea. Because I, I think I saw a rumor about him firing Mike Dean, but Mike Dean tweeted him and Kanye are fine. So I don't know. I Here's the thing. Yeah. The, the thing with Kanye's camp is like, there's always too much drama. Even even with, if, even if with, let me, let's take the Donda rollout, the, the, the listening mm. sessions. Yeah. The concept, those listening sessions were amazing. Like, I said to myself, I'm like, this is crazy. Like, he got 50K people to attend a concert for music they've never heard. But I do understand and stayed there for like two, three plus hours for this music. On, on the topic, someone, someone actually said it might be because he wanted to make money for himself and have the the record label make like way less money using that concept. We don't know because I agree him and Dev Jam had a little uh, yeah. debacle not so t- not too long yeah. ago. So I don't know with Kanye, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't, I'm not invested in celebrity drama. I don't care enough about celebrity drama because I've enough drama in my own life to deal with. So I don't, I, I've stopped following celebrity drama because it's like, I don't know. It's especially when it's unnecessarily prolonged, like Kanye's thing with the Drake. I don't know. It, okay, but then, yeah, and on that, I was talking to Miranda and Phineas in the kitchen earlier, and, and we seem to all come to an agreement that Kanye might just be obsessed with Drake at this point. It's feeling that way, man. It's feeling that way. I'm not gonna hold you. It's it's feeling stalkerish. Like I don't know. Something is off for me about Kanye and the drug situation. And for the most time, I've been neutral about it. Yeah. I've. I think this is the first. You're the first person. Person. I'm having a conversation about the Kanye and Drake thing. Because I've had the push a T and Drake thing. Obviously, you can't have the push a T and Drake thing without mentioning Kanye. But I've mm-hmm. never really had the conversation about Drake and Kanye. So as I don't know, CLB makes me feel like I listen to Donda, mind you. Mm-hmm. And Donda is 27 tracks, and you can feel it as 27 tracks. CLB mm-hmm. by the time the remorse played and champagne pipe, champagne poetry came back on. I was like, oh, the album is over. Okay, yeah. okay. Let me get this second lesson in. You understand? So with, yeah. with Donda, I had to listen to it in sessions. 
and people might say, oh, you, you are a Drake stan, whatever, whatever. I couldn't listen mm. to Doug Lane demo tapes in one sitting. Mm. I couldn't do it. I eventually did it with like, the same way I did it with Donda, but I couldn't listen to it in one sitting because it wasn't made for me. It was made for whoever it was made for, but I wasn't Drake on that uh, tape wasn't necessarily well he catered for me like four songs but it yeah. wasn't for me so that is to say like clb is is another drake classic um it's it's another drake classic as 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 people people don't hate i think drake has been doing this so long that people don't just want him to fail, you know. It's it's, it's just a thing of like he has to yeah, miss like, that point. Mm, I'm gonna use like a football reference. It's like how people don't. I've noticed it's like people don't actually like Lionel Messi. They just hate Cristiano Ronaldo. Facts. It's the same thing with Kanye. People don't like Kanye West. They just hate Drake. It's it's a weird thing. Yeah, I might never understand it, but I mean, I guess to each his own. Because here's the funny thing earlier on Twitter today, I'll link you to the tweet. Some nigga was saying, My we are not bumping that CLB shit, whatever, whatever. And he he tagged Lupe Fiasco. And look at Lupe Fiasco's response, like, Nigga, I'm bumping that shit, I'm bumping that Drake shit. (laughs) And I'm like, Yo, niggas be wilding. Like, like my what? question always is though, I mean, who exactly is playing Drake then if there's only what 10 of us listening to him? So who the fuck is playing Drake? Dude, Drake did four plus million streams in less than 24 hours. Like how how do you know that um that one track called TSU is corny as fuck if you didn't listen to it? No, here's my thing. My thing with music reviews, ne? I'm like I'm gonna <laughs> check the music reviews with my friends. I'm never gonna take them to to Twitter or social media. Like like nobody cares, dog. Let people enjoy their thing. I don't, dude. I'm not a heavy. I'm a piano person. I bump mm. it. But I'm not heavy on it. But when I see people sharing videos of my piano, if I like the way the person is dancing, I share it. If I don't care for it, it's whatever. But like, I don't know, like people are invested on hating on other people to prove they are cool or whatever. It's just like, it's a weird thing to see on social media. Like, I don't know. It's just weird. Like, yo. I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it. It's just like I don't. I, I mean, I'm trying. I'm trying lately to spend less time on the things I hate because it's like this thing with um where you hate a series and you still watch it even though you hate it. Like what happened with Game of Thrones at the end there. I'm trying to do more of if I don't like something, just ignore it as much as you can and focus more on the stuff you like. So if you're spending the entire time telling me you hate Drake, but you're talking about Drake more than I talk about Drake, do you really hate him though? Dude, can I, this is the thing. You know what I did with the Game of Thrones the, the last season? 
I don't, I don't, I think I didn't watch the last three mm. episodes. I don't know even if I had seven or eight episodes. That's how much disinvested I became. Because it's like, nah, this is not what I signed up for. I'm out. You understand? Mm-hmm. So like, yeah. if Drake stops making music for me, I'm going to listen to the Drake I like and bounce. Like, it's that easy. Even Nas was having that same conversation. Like, if you feel like you want to listen to Elmeric Nas, the album is still on streaming platform. Get it. Listen to it. I'm not... Mm. Dude, I'm almost 50. Why am I rapping like I'm 25? Like, and I don't you understand. Know, you know this in... Hey. Because the other thing was like, the other critique was like, people, Drake never addressed the times we are in, whatever, whatever. Talks of like, dude, J. Cole talks about the black struggle and everything. Kendrick Lamar. Uh, there's so many rap artists. Of course, I don't listen to hip hop rap much anymore, but it's just a gang of them. Nas dropped King Disease one and two. Dude, what more do you mm. like? Go listen to those people if that's what you're looking for. When you listen to Drake, you listen, you're going to listen about toxic masculinity, hating hands, hurt by hands, getting drunk. Getting money, you know this. So, like, why? Like, people want to make hip hop one thing, just like a monolith. Like, and then it confuses me when like people experience racism and like because white people treat black people like in the same way, and then also as as black people, we want to become a monolith, like. No, as a black person, you can only be a black person if this is true. I'm like, what? What is it? It's like how you're expecting black people to only talk about the black struggle. Exactly. Like, dude. At what point do we actually enjoy life? Aren't we allowed to talk about that too? My nigga. Like, niggas would be mad for nothing. If we like. Niggas just want to be mad, my nigga. Niggas want to be mad so bad. It's, it's sad, actually, the way niggas just want to be mad. And it's it's funny because they're the very same people who would be like, artists don't know enough or they're not good enough to speak on social issues. Like, they should just stick to making music. And then when artists stick to making music, you don't want them to do that. You want them to talk about a water crisis or global warming or hurricane i don't i just i steer away from those conversations to be honest now it's just like it's a weird thing to experience because now you are like dude which one is it like do you want the artist to talk about this or not like bro decide like you can't and also there's so many artists like even with love songs, the artists who only make happy love songs, the artists who only make sad love songs, the artists who make both. Like, even with like soul, there's like Jacob Banks talks about the black struggle, the black family, but he's just like soul slash RB artist. Mm-hmm. He doesn't 
necessarily sing about romantic love hella most of this of his songs are about freedom and as a black person finding love in yourself as we struggle in oppression and whatnot but he he's he's like more of a neo soul r&b artist and it's like well like there's so many genres and artists and people it's just like i think the problem with people is like when you only listen to mainstream music you think that's the only music that exists because you don't take time to like i was talking to my cousin the other day he was like you do your youtube your youtube is so dope why is why is not my youtube like this i'm like the answer is very simple what do you do yeah. what do you do when you go on youtube no guess a shady bean then youtube is only going to show you music videos because that's how the algorithm works it assumes sorry yeah. you only care about music videos so my algorithm if it suggests movies it suggests uh whatever whether it's philosophy quantum physics mental health things uh music videos funny videos it suggests everything because i search different things i don't like constrict myself to a certain thing so like my youtube youtube when the algorithm when every time i go on youtube the algorithm is going to have variety because that's what, what my history shows so it's like yeah people listen to mainstream music only and they don't take time to find alternative music so they only know music that plays on the radio and they think that's the only music that exists do people even know what they like though <laughs> oh do they know what they like because i've noticed something about myself i mean i know what i don't like but i don't really know what i like knowing what you like is tough I, i think it's one of the hardest things you can do it's like because every time you you like something it's hard to find the reason why you why you like it but when you don't like something you know why you don't like it i don't know you understand like yeah. but when you like something it's, it's usually to pinpoint hard to pinpoint no i like this because of this it's like why do i even like this thing so yeah. i think we should also do i was having a conversation with my friend about a han so there was a situation with a han so i'm talking to her and she's like sometimes love doesn't need a reason actually most of the time love doesn't need a reason and yeah. you don't need to understand it you just need to accept it so i think as people we don't realize that enough that we are stuck in the why and the how and the what and all of those things instead of just being and enjoying so like instead of like being like ah oh, let me enjoy drake's music you want to go online and defend why it's great you get it yeah so is mm-hmm. now you're not enjoying the music you just trying to prove that drake is a great artist so i'm like 
So once you figure that out, you are able to filter a lot of things out because you're like, every time you, you're about to tweet something, you're like, what if somebody responds? Do I have the energy to respond? Do I care enough to respond? <laughs> like, what percentage of my time is it going to take? So it's like, it's not going to make sense for you to engage. You're going to be like, this is not worth it. Okay, and then speaking on the topic of greatness, what even is greatness? How do we define it? I think we box greatness to... Oh, man, there was... I was, I was, I was playing Scrabble a year ago when I was home, and then I played the word queer. Yeah. And then people are like, what's queer? What's queer? And you know, you know how that goes. And then yeah, I explained to them. So one thing while well, with that conversation was going on, I had to explain to them that the word gay actually used to mean to be happy. Yeah. There's, there's a word I love to use, gaiety which means eternal happiness, basically, essentially. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, people don't understand yeah. that words and their meaning evolve and grow. What was great 10 years ago may no longer be great today. What, yeah. what is great today may, no longer quali- may not qualify to be great 10 years ago. So if you are going to say something is great, that is why when I, usually when I talk about greatness, I talk about greatness in reference to my preferences. Not in, yeah, in, in, that makes sense. in general terms to everybody. Because what makes for greatness for me, may not make for greatness for the next person. It's, it's, it's like the topic of God. One thing I've realized about being non-religious is that for me, I don't have a problem with people being religious. But once people find out that I'm non-religious, their brain cannot fathom that an African, a Black African, who was raised in Africa, who's never been outside of Africa, of Southern Africa, who is brought up, whose mom is a traditional faith healer, mm. is non-religious. They can, people get brain freeze when I say that. Like, I can see that this person, they're having a mental blackout. Like, have you ever yeah. seen a person go into utter shock, like debilitating shock? Like it's like they're in a nightmare. So with yeah, with, like plenty of so with that being said, it's very hard to sort of like have conversations with people about the truth and and what's not true, I hate to do this, but 
I'm actually doing part two for the dichotomies, the fatalism of dichotomies. And uh-huh. there is an interesting piece, but let's let's just talk about it because it's you and you always get the exclusive, so it's fine. There's, oh, there's, a, piece, <laughs> there's a piece called In Hitler's mm-hmm. Defense. Yeah. And the idea of that essay is to sort of like center the idea that Hitler was not necessarily a monster. The society that he existed. You, you, huh? Yeah. Ex- you should you should definitely get Brenda on the podcast for that one. If <laughs> ever make one. Okay. No, I'll 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 will I'll send I'll send you the, the the thing once like the essay is done because I've started this thing where I I no longer rush the the project I just feel it through until I mm. feel like it's okay. But the idea is that like Hitler is not necessarily amongst. I'm not saying what he did is right or justifiable in any way. I'm saying. Hitler is not independent of his environment. Mm. You understand? So the story of of Hitler is told like, no, Hitler came and destroyed. You understand? Mm. It's not Hitler and who and who and who support and who support. One example I gave in, 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 in the essay was that Einstein wrote, I, I don't know what it is, Teddy Roosevelt, who was president of the US at that time or what, he wrote the guy mm-hmm. telling him, Einstein was a known pacifist. And he wrote to the president mm-hmm. saying, yo, I think there is tangible rumors that the Nazis are trying to build a weapon of mass destruction from my science, from the science of quantum physics. So you guys need to beat them to it. But once mm-hmm. Hitler found, uh, not Hitler, Einstein found out and realized what Amer- the, the plans America had for the weapons, he wrote him back saying, no, don't do it. But it was too late. And was a nuclear bomb dropped yeah. in Germany or in Europe outside Russia? Or actually, I don't think there was a nuclear bomb in Russia. I think Chernobyl exploded. Yeah, Chernobyl exploded the nuclear plant. But was there a nuclear bomb dropped in Europe? No. Where was it dropped? Japan. <laughs> but the 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 idea was what we are fighting the Nazis. So why are you bombing Japan? yeah you get me so it's like i get so it's like most of the time we fall for for the propaganda we fall for the this the show the lights and everything but nobody takes time to learn the mechanics and the dynamics of what goes on behind the curtain so yeah um you're right you're right will always be a hundred steps behind all the time. Especially you mentioning that makes me 
um, or reminds me rather of how disillusioned we became with the United States of America very, very quickly, as soon as we saw what is behind their curtain. But it was funny watching Twitter unravel over America being America. It is, for me, it was the funniest thing ever. I know it's not supposed to be funny, but I was like, you guys have had internet for at least 10 years. Let, let me be nice and say 10 years. And you're telling me, you're only finding out now that America is not the girl. Like, how, Sway, how? Are you not listening to the music? Like, which hip hop are you listening to? Which, like, what news are you watching? What books are you reading? I'm like- It's, it's like how, um, like you were saying, it's all propaganda. We're letting other people dictate to us how to see the things they want us to see. But dude, it's 2021. How do you not know that social oppression of black people is still a thing in America? When is still a thing in Africa? How do you not know it's still a thing in America? Like, dude, the civil rights movement was in the 1960s. 19, my mother was born in 1967. Do, do you understand? that when my mother was born, apartheid in South Africa was a thing until a year before my, a year after my birth. Like, how are people, I don't really, I understand it, but it's also baffling to me to see it happen and see how big it is how catastrophic it is, but it also lets me know that how far we are from being independent. The, the media that we consume, the things that are easily accessible to us are the things that literally tell us that when you get to America, you're going to eat giant slices of pizza and everything is going to be great. Everything else that requires a little more reading or a little more research, that would actually mean we'd have a great education system in place. I mean, as much as I love some of the content we're taught at school and how rigorous it was, we're being taught some of the worst things or the most irrelevant things in this time. So it's easier to find out that when you go to New York, you eat pizza than to be told that half of New York is unemployed. It's not something easy to find. Also, we live in a capitalistic world, man. Like you were saying, you know why it's happening and it's terrible because now you realize you're like the one person out of 5,000 people in your town that actually is aware how terrible things actually are and we have a long way to go. But it's kind of, fucked up because how the fuck does no one else not know what's going on when you talk about that i was having an interesting conversation it wasn't necessarily a conversation it was my sister the mother to my nephew my nephew not the one who was on my brother's girlfriend 
they were saying like June 16 is irrelevant, whatever, whatever. I was like, here's the thing. Mm. Like the celebrations will stop, or the commemorations, whatever, whatever. I was like, here's the thing. The way June 16 is being handled is horrible. The idea of June 16 is not horrible. We need to detach the two things because now it becomes like, why are mm. you celebrating June 16? It's no longer apartheid. It's no longer this. I'm like, dude and she was like no i'm not oppressed whatever whatever i'm like and that was the funniest thing to ever hear a black person say saying they are not oppressed i was like wow <clears throat> this oppression system is working way better than i thought because a black person who's under 35 is mm. in this day in this climate is saying they are not oppressed and then I asked her, I'm saying, I asked her, you, you take your child to a school in town, why? For better opportunities. Who lives in town, white people? Highly, between your child and a white child, a white child oscillating in metric, which is from five, and your child dribbling out, let's say, first or second university, who has a better chance of finding a job? She said a white person. So I'm like, do you realize what you're saying? The disconnect between what you are saying. And she was like, no, now I don't want to know about the oppression. I'm like, it was just shocking to me. Like, oh no, like this thing exists, exists. I, it's, it's, it's a terrible thing. And the thing about that thinking is like, it's very positive pervasive amongst black people we do not care for our societal well-being and progression at all it's like if i eat and i'm fine and i go to bed then everything is fine i don't think of the progression of black people as a whole there's a disconnect between of i don't do you know jordan peterson the clinical psychologist. He's, no, no. He's a clinical psychologist. He's, I don't want to say he's anti-feminism, but he's, most feminists are against his ideals. And personally for me, it's for the wrong reasons. Because his thing is, mm-hmm. we value the things that we shouldn't value as a society and we do not value our own individualism unless it's into the de- detriment of the entire society. We care about ourselves to an extent that it destroys our society, but we do not encourage also independent thinking that will allow the society to progress. And in thought, those things are opposed. It seems like they cannot happen at the same time, yet it's how we live every day. Mm. So I, I it's, it, it's, it's a funny thing to witness. And I don't know, man, we, we, we will... I hope, I, I really hope that my race figures itself out and 
we 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 fix things but i want to let you go but there's one thing we have not spoken to how do you feel about girls want the girls i like the song i don't i don't i wouldn't say um i'm not very analytical of songs if if i listen to it twice thrice and i enjoy it I like the song. I don't I can I don't think I actually have a favorite song. I just like music and I like the song. So I like the song. Until it offends me somehow. I don't know when and why it would offend me. Unless some feminist on Twitter tells me why it has to offend me. I like the song. Do you know what was I that? have no other thoughts other than the because because of the, of the of the line she said I'm lesbian girl me too or something of the sort and yeah I had the LGBT community on Twitter in a bit of a pickle and I saw some things that people are trying to push an agenda on it and I don't know I wanted to hear how you feel about it okay let me do this um if it offends you I'm I'm terribly sorry that he made you feel that way, but it didn't offend me, so I'm gonna listen to the song. No, I it doesn't offend it, me. The thing is, like, I yeah, saw, yeah, no, not not like you in oh, particular. I'm just I'm like, eh, eh, like I can't because other people were enjoying it. Like people were saying, um, Drake is now our trans ally, our gay ally. He's he's one of the girls. Blah blah blah. Then the other side was like, no, this is terrible. Um, straight men or cishet men get away with doing this all the time. And other people were like, it's just a song. At what point do we enjoy life? And at what point do we just have fun? We're always analyzing and stuff and like that. So for me, it's, and I like the song. That's my thing with this generation. When do we get to enjoy? Like, when is it? Like, okay, I understand we come from a terrible past. We need to undo a lot mm. of horrible things. But mm. guys, when do, like, I was sitting there and thinking, when I heard the line, all, all I thought was like, okay, this is a reference to lesbians liking girls. And as a nigga who's straight, mm. I like girls too. So it's like, yo, you know, I have friends who play for the edit team. So it's like, oh, so now I thought it was going to be a moment in that way. And then when I saw it, I was like, we can't enjoy shit in this generation. I'm not going to. Also, <laughs> my other thing is, how, how do you tell someone that it's okay to be a music artist or a poet or to write novels, and then you want to dictate to them how they should create? But my thing is this. Nagura, I don't understand the when do we get to injure? We are policing too much people. This well, is well, what like I saying, need. Yeah, we're saying close. the same thing. I need us to close the podcast on this issue. We are policing too much, guys. I'm tired of policing. I, I, I think it's, it's, it's literally like a trauma response. We need to know whether this thing is wrong or not. So we deal with it right now because in two or three years, we're going to have another problem. And we don't want this to be one of the problems. But guys, we are, we are over-policing. 
No, let's let's just be fair. I I wouldn't I would I'm not I'm not agreeing with you. I think it's it's like where we're too far gone. Like we have to analyze everything so we can check whether it's one of the things our parents did to traumatize us. Is this one of these things that are gonna catch up with us in like ten years? My nigga, I hear you. Mm. But Jesus, dog. Like, do you know what I do Wait. on social media now? I can't. Dude, I don't engage. People follow me. Every time somebody follows me, I tweet, you're wasting your time by following me. I don't tweet. And people <laughs> unfollow me instant. Dude, oh, oh, oh. do you understand that in this I... generation, nothing... Dude, you know what kills me now? Let's take mm. the R. Kelly situation. You can go dig up sure. that dead past and bring it, and you can tell this is horrible. You understand? Mm. And then let's take Kevin Hart. How he lost? I think he was supposed mm. to host, host the Oscars or something. He said yeah. some things that were homophobic mm. in like 2008. How many? Comparing to now in 2008, how many people do you know who are homophobic then, who are not now? Who understand how many do you know? It's it's I'm I'm gonna do this like this. Homophobia is violent in its nature. Even if Kevin Hart wasn't jumping at people and stabbing them with the blade of homophobia. As 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 the victims or on the receiving end of homophobia, they never forget. Again, it's going back to trauma responses. We are so aware of all the tools we need to help fix our brains to a point where we, like you were saying, we are over aware, where everything needs to be scanned and checked. There's nothing we're going to enjoy because not only are we the poorest thing on the planet right now, we just realized we've been abused by our parents because they used to hate us as children. We've just realized the music we enjoyed growing up was made by abusers, pedophiles, people that, um, really horrible people. We might never enjoy anything in our lives at all. We would love to, but I don't know if you've heard of, um, I've I actually downloaded the book, but I might never read it. A book titled, The Body Keeps the Score. Our mind is literally recording all these things and we're never gonna let go. There's no forgive and forget for our generation. We're never going to forgive you even if you were homophobic back in 2008 and you're not homophobic now and you're doing better and you've accepted people. We don't give a fuck. We, we hate you. That's how it's going to be. It's on site. We're never going to enjoy how is that progress? Thing, it's a song. The, the, the progress is a double-edged sword. We are now aware of all these things and we can deal with our problems through therapy or if we can't afford therapy or don't want to do therapy, we do it ourselves through coloring, buying ourselves toys. But at the same time, we're never going to enjoy a single fucking thing in our lives. Here's my thing. I'm not, I'm not against people bringing up old things. You understand? I'm of just course. saying there should be Here's the thing. People exist within society. Dude, I know mad people who were homophobic. 
but now mm. they're beginning to understand because people don't just become homophobic they are brought up into a homophobic mm. society the society makes them that way you understand so as people yeah. are unlearning yeah. these behaviors and then you make them outcasts you throw them with other people who are not even willing to unlearn those behaviors they bend together then what it's like villains versus villains like we are villains to them they are villains to us now the infighting within us as black people doesn't stop so it's like at what point but, 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 are we going but the to... thing is yeah i'm listening oh um the thing is you are asking someone who remembers their abuse very vividly to get over it just because their abuser has reformed no that's not to me as like no 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 i get you but that's how it feels to someone who was on the receiving end of something you know how your brain always keeps all the terrible things crisp clean sharp nothing no edits to those memories you telling me that the people are reformed means nothing to me because all my mind remembers is the fact that they were homophobic towards me okay i don't know how i ever going to enjoy anything ever again i don't know okay let me let, let, let's put it this way if mm. i'm like i said before i'm not against us bringing those things and scrutinizing and whatever all i'm saying is there should be a process of of, of like okay does this person deserve a second chance that's my argument and then in terms of people who've been the victims of those acts dude mm. i cannot unlive my trauma you, like mm. you and i talk we don't talk every day but it's rare that a week passes that i don't text you or you don't text and in that time mm. you know what i'm in therapy and the, mm. i think the other thing is this victimhood is not always about what happens what happened but what also you continue to do to yourself as the victim because yeah because i think the 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 thing with that if i understand it correctly and i may be wrong is that people only see themselves as victims and that's where the problem i th- I, i don't think problem is the right way to use honestly but i think that's where sort of like an issue arise where now you become the victim and only the victim uh i i can i can't really hear you Can you hear me now? Tabo. Tabo.
Hello? Yeah, no, I'm I'm back. Yeah, you were speaking about victimhood. That's all I heard before I lost you there for a second. No, I was saying that uh you you can't I don't know, you cannot I don't want to use the pro the word problem, but it becomes an issue when you only see yourself as the victim. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to be a little bit more... I'm just going to mm-hmm. share a bit here. Ne? Uh, with my new therapist, we talked... Our, our first therapy session was like probably four hours long with three and a half. Yeah. So the thing in that therapy session that she realized was that I didn't want to be the victim in my story. So that meant I blocked out any sort of like link to any abuse or any form of oppression or whatever that I may have experienced. So with that being said, mm-hmm. I, I sort of like had to rethink what victimhood meant to me. You understand? Because... Mm-hmm. what we don't realize and this does not justify anybody's action is that mm-hmm. we are all victims to someone in a sense mm-hmm. and then if I only see myself as the victim I the only thing I have is anger against all those I feel wronged by. Whether it's wronged by the mm-hmm. actual abuser or by association or by a, in whatever format. That is why cancel culture is a weird concept in a sense. So if we are going to say Kevin had tweeted this in 2008 and Kevin had came from a society which we we all know that gay people were not accepted, whatever, whatever, whatever. It wasn't right, but it happened. The oppression of black mm. people wasn't right, but it happened. Let me put it put it into context in this way. People think when I say I don't fuck with white people, I or I don't like white people. This is going to probably be the worst thing that my team is going to hear on the podcast and going to be mad because I'm not supposed to say it. But if I say I don't like white people, it does not necessarily mm-hmm. mean I have an anger or I'm, I want to kill white people or whatever. What that means is I understand the culture mm. that white people come from. And that culture teaches and encourages the oppression of black people. So when I say all white people are racist. I'm not talking from the standpoint mm. of there are no good white people. Sure there are. But because of the culture they come from, 
they are prone to racism. Mm. So when I meet a white person who's more than willing to understand black culture, more than willing to admit that our struggle as black people continues to be attributed to white people, then I'm willing to have a conversation with that white person and then respect that person as a person. If you're not willing to do those things with me as a white person, mm. we are not having any conversations. You understand? Because mm. I am already the victim. Mm. So you need to come to me on your knees already. Because if you are standing up, you are twice as tall as me. For us to be equal, you need to be on your knees. I don't know if the metaphor is making sense. Mm, mm, mm. So with, with that, what I'm saying is this. If somebody was homophobic, that will never excuse their homophobic behavior. But if that person is willing to learn and is willing to put in the work and the effort to rectify that and do even better than people who claim to be allies only through tweets. Why are we not letting that person do mm. How How is that person being counseled benefiting anybody? We, we like to think forgiving and forgetting is a thing we have to do. We love this little analogy where we say, if you don't forgive, the poison will eat away at you. Unfortunately, that isn't necessarily true. Is this man unlearning or is this woman unlearning their behavior because they want to be accepted back into the society or because they genuinely see that their actions were fucked up and they really needed to change? Because now you're starting to, you're telling me the victim that I should forgive this person so they can move on with their life. We are again ignoring the fact that I have been traumatized for life. I know I get everything you've been saying and I've understood what you've been saying. But again, you are asking me to delete something that has happened to me that I will never be able to forget. This man has learned and they have changed their behavior and they're treating people of my community better, or they're treating people of the LGBT community better. It will not change the fact that to me, he's an abuser. I don't care that he's apologized. I do not care that he's unlearned. I don't care that he's accepted his gay son or his trans daughter. That will never be a thing for me. Has he done those things because he wants to be accepted back into the society so he can make money again? Or was he genuinely repenting for his sins? Even if he was genuinely repenting, why is it now um, a thing for me? Why is the onus on me for me to forgive him so he can move on with his life? Why do I have to forgive him? Because he needs to move on. He made a mistake. Forgive him so he can move on with his life. What about me? Why did he have to fuck my life up so bad that now I have this traumatic memory that I will never get over, that I have nightmares about? And now I have to forgive him so he can carry on living great and making more money of the very same community that he's been traumatizing or he participated in traumatizing 10 years ago. The body never forgets. The mind never forgets. 
as much as I would love to say, these victims honestly need to let go. That would be very, very unreasonable because people carry on with their lives. I mean, you're always going to offend someone. You're always going to hurt people with your actions. But to expect the people that have been hurt by your actions to let go or to like, oh man, that was 10, what, 12 years ago, to just, you know, forget about it and let you move on. Oh man, we're asking for too much. But I don't think that's my ask. Personally, I don't think that's my ass because I don't believe in forgiveness. I, we're, we're literally, we're, we're saying the same thing. But I get you now. No, here's the thing. I mm. I, I, I mm. fully understand you now. Where, where, what do you mean? But what I'm saying, what, what I wanted to conclude was that I think for me, it's not about forgiveness. And... Mm. I, I don't think people are selfless. I don't think people have the capacity to be selfless. I don't th- that's why I always say I don't like because mm. I don't believe in forgiveness. I don't think people are capable of being selfless. In moments, yes, as a way of lifestyle, I don't think that's possible. I, however, mm. think that we should make I'm not saying mm. my thing is we can't take, let everybody back in but we should find a way of saying who deserves to stay and who deserves to be yeah. that's just my thing because now it seems like let me not speak to the kevin Hart example or whatever situation or that it seems like i i think we found one though who? Hello? Man. Hmm? Oh, Hello? Oh, yeah, 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 it's back now. I was saying, you said we found okay. one. Oh, oh, um... I think it's easier for us on your topic of letting people grow or not making, not labeling people as hypocrites for the things they've done 10 years ago and them growing out of that behavior. We tend to do that to the people or rather with the people closest to us. But if it's someone far away, like a celebrity, it's more of a no, I don't think you deserve... um, man, I can't find a better phrase, my forgiveness or you deserve to be let back in. But then we also have people who would allow someone far from them, a celebrity, to get away with something or to grow out of something, but wouldn't allow someone who's close to them, like a brother or a cousin or an uncle or whatever, to unlearn or would let them back into the fold. Hi. It's it's a tough one, but like you said, I don't think our generation is gonna enjoy anything. So no. So as I'm just gonna bump CLB. Uh, I think uh, <laughs> it was I don't know. We'll, 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 I will tell you when I think I'm gonna send this to Hoodie. She does the editing for like this kind of interviews or for the podcast. She's the one who. We handles it. Uh, so after this, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna email her the 
the folder, yeah, the things. And from there, man, we, we had a long conversation. We, we, we talked to CLB in a weird way because we, we addressed social issues, but we were talking about CLBs. <laughs> so it was, it, was, it was quite fun, but- um, We always talk stuff in a weird way. Yeah, that's 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 very true. That's very true. I was I was I was I was I was I was doing it. I forgot what I was doing. Oh, my cousin was was sending me something. So you had sent me a text. So he he was sending himself something on my phone. So he had sent me a text. So he accidentally clicked on your on your thing on your text and and he was like, "Oh, that's why you posted saying podcast therapy." <laughs> So it was that was funny. And then who like I'll, I'll text you something. You remember I asked you about some girl. Yeah, man, she's gone. <laughs> hey, do you remember when I asked you about some girl? We can't mention names, dog. <laughs> All right. Do you remember? Which one? She's from Mulebul. I think you said y'all went no. to the same school. Her name starts with M. Her surname A. What, 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 under, under what, under what, was it pretext content? <laughs> Don't we talk about like a hundred people? <laughs> no, man, nigga. Now she's, but oh, she doesn't oh, listen yeah, to my podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah. remember. I remember. So, so it was like, I, I, I was. I remember. She's, mm, mm. She was. So, actually, the reason I asked, because I was like, I was, you know, I don't use Facebook that much, but on Facebook, I was like, I saw her liking her pics. I was like, terrible pics, those girls. And then it clicked her all But then again, I saw y'all interacting. Like for a bit on the TL, I was like, hey, what? But I know how you move. So I was like, let me ask my nigga. Kinda maybe. <laughs> you never know. I was like, let me ask her. And then, but God, like, I think she has a crush on you. I think. Dude. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Everyone has a crush on me. <laughs> oh, this is gonna like this is gonna be the most me ever anything has said on this podcast, you know, because people are gonna be like, I get why you are friends. It, everyone loves me. <laughs> I think she has a crush on you, though. What like a mood? Or a? Do you have? But I don't. Does she? I think does she listen to my podcast though? I don't think she does. If she does, I'm in trouble. Oh. Ah man. Wi-Fi is 18.
Yo, man, nigga. Have I, have I said too much? No, actually, it wasn't recording. So. <laughs> the thing wasn't thinking. The network is acting up. Yo, dog, I lost connection. What in the yo yo my nigga yo dude 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 not connect not this again. Don't be fucking killing me, dog. Hello? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you... Dude, I, what the fuck is going on with Wi-Fi? It's... What is that nigga doing, Dante? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, I was saying, let, let me record it. Oh, Jesus. What's with the internet? Right. Yeah. I was saying. Ah, yeah, good. No, we are good. Hey, can you hear me? Hello. Sebo. Mic is off. Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Hello. 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 Can you hear me, dog? Because I can hear right. you. Hello? I can hear you. Yes, I can hear you. All right. Uh, I was, I was, I was saying we should, yeah, we should probably call it a night, but uh, it was fun talking to you. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that girl on WhatsApp someday. I don't know because I, I, <laughs> I girls, that's all I have to say on that. <laughs> that's all I have to say on that. She's actually not asleep, boys. <laughs> of course. She just, I just got her text right about now. She's she's a cool person though. She's she's really super cool. We I don't actually talk to her. What? She's <laughs> hey, let me not talk 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 about that. Some things are better left off unknown, you know. But she's she's like, I actually okay. thought you were gonna okay. be drunk, right? Because hey, you are wiling on the call. <laughs> Dude, I was like, yo, because like I texted you and you called, and I'm like, when the phone rang, I'm like, who's calling me? And then it's you, I'm like. Ah, what? I took that one. I was, I was, I was, I was drinking it neat though. I mean, I know it was a bad mistake. But... No, you, that's how you're supposed to have whiskey, neat. What were you drinking? Okay, you but then, single malt. Honestly, I don't even know because Phineas was in charge of mixing stuff for us because he drinks it with orange juice. He says it's really good. So, 
I don't. So Phineas um, really is a terrorist. Very much. <laughs> How do you drink orange juice? This is the first time I'm here. Um, dude, he's, he's like all in. He's actually learning everything about what to add to all these drinks. I'm like, bro, okay, that's great. And, and Just give was, me, let me drink. I don't, I don't even know what this. And he was, he was gone. I saw him on the on the Google Meet. Dude, he kept calling my name. <laughs> We actually went to get him from the dining room and brought him to the kitchen because in the dining room, he was like lying on the table, but he wasn't asleep. He was just lying there. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. But uh, yeah, man, uh, we'll talk more stuff probably. Yeah, se- second guest uh, on, 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 on the podcast. Uh, great conversation as usual. Uh first guest on, you're going to be the first guest on the new because we are doing we are redoing the podcast so your office is going to be mm-hmm. the first one to, to go up with the rebranding of the podcast and whatnot so special All right. um i will talk to uh, you i don't want to give i don't want to give time frames because I'm, I'm letting the ad breathe now but uh, in terms of let me run the mm-hmm. situation, you can talk to her and then we can chop it up and then we'll work out what is what. Uh, yeah, because uh, has she read the other one? Have you suggested the other one to her? Um, no, she's been she's been busy oh, writing. She's been way too busy writing. Yeah, I forgot she has school. No. She, but she will have to read the other one to get context because this is part two. Okay, I'll I'll definitely free up her time for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, man. Uh, I don't know. I want to watch YouTube because I, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna send a terrible email. Yo, did I tell you I lost my manager though? Like I I was I have a new manager. So, hey. <laughs> I'm about to send you. You have a lot to tell me. <laughs> the thing is, I've I've been away on social media, but I've not really been away. So like I've mm-hmm. I haven't been had. I'm just getting time now, because it's been like what a month, me probably more than that. Dorasgaru will do the podcast. I and I only hey. like started bothering about it like last week because. I don't know, man. It just, it just been busy and hectic and all of those weird things. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, life is happening. And but we'll we'll definitely call and, you know, talk. Uh, but uh, anyway, I'm gonna be in the country. I don't know when, but soon. All I know is it's soon. I don't know when, but I I'm always at home, so. Yeah, and I have a friend who just moved to Mulapala. She's 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 a fun punching bag. She's 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 a delight. I'll I'll introduce you to her. She she doesn't like going anywhere much like you, so you'll get along fine. What what if I know her? No, she's fairly new to Mulapala. Okay. What if she knows me though? <laughs> Everyone knows me. 
I, I bet I don't know, but she's she's like a house bug, so she doesn't really know anybody. So okay. yeah, she she's she's like a little tiny human being of mine. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it'll be great to meet her. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll talk to her once. But uh, stay safe, bro. COVID is still here. It's not going anywhere. Uh, yeah. these niggas are not to be trusted. Hands are from the devil, so it's better to be. Ah. <laughs> okay, okay. Those are my last words to you for the day. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I admit. <laughs> we'll talk on air. We'll talk. Right.